bring forth the great icon and probably one of the oldest icons in the church of our Savior after his death on the cross. A real man on a real cross suffering a real death. And we have endlessly poured over the documents as if we were lawyers going through a murder case. We have read the four Gospels, we have commented on the four Gospels in the forms of all those hymns. Literally, you and I know every detail there is to know about this great event. And we see how people divide up, don't we? We see those for whom the reality was only what they could see before themselves with their eyes, the surfaces of things. And then we see that group, a tiny fragment of the whole, of insignificance in comparison with the large and great and shouting crowd, the crowd which has become a mob at this point. We see that tiny remnant who see through the surface to the reality of what is actually going on. Their sadness could not be greater. Tonight we will celebrate their lamentations by joining them in their lamentations. And the lamentations will be sincere as all loss and all separation is always sincere and productive of human grief and tears. And yet we know just as they knew that Christ was not separated forever, nor was the loss total, neither was it irretrievable. The sharp pain of all death, including the death of God on the cross, struck them as it will strike us tonight, only to be swallowed up in victory. And the Greek has all the force and all the completeness of that English term swallowed up. Almost, we could say, gobbled up. Victory will suffuse itself throughout every cell and through all the tissues of this great tragedy, making it not a tragedy, but God's victory over death for us. God does not need a victory over death because He is life itself. We are the ones who fell heir to mortality. We are the ones who stumbled into graves and tombs and sepulchres. All this that we are going through now is for us. All those painful and humiliating steps that were taken by the Lord, whipped, scourged, spat upon, yelled at, cursed, and crucified. It wasn't for him. Augustine is wrong. It was not to satisfy the <coughs> Father's anger. It was all for you and for me. And that certitude is what brings the tears flowing 
so richly out of our lives, pouring out of us as we understand something at least of the significance of all this, its meaning for us. Glory to God for all things, we say. And much of what we mean by that has to do with the events of the last few hours and of this day, and above all, of tomorrow and Sunday. Glory to God for all things, we say, hoping that by quoting the saints, something of their grace may rub off on us. Glory to that God who was not so glorious to the naked eye, to the uninformed mind, to the unmoved heart, but who was truly never more glorious than when he hangs on the cross and the sign is the King of Glory, O Vasilevstis Doxas. Ancient people who lived at the time, the era of actual criminal crucifixions, would have looked at this with astonishment and shock. The king of glory slumped in an electric chair. The king of glory hanging from a gallows. What king? What glory? Christians are therefore, however, a tiny fragment of the whole population we almost always seem to be, are the ones whose eye is not taken captive by the surface meaning of things. We delve and probe and ponder beneath the surfaces to get at the truth of things, the truth which may be well disguised and well concealed, as it was on this day to the eyes of the vast majority of men and women, wagging their tongues and deriding him. But we have come to praise, we have come to glorify, we have come to thank. For all this is the gift of God. And yes, yesterday particularly, what a point was made of the fact that this greatest of gifts of God, the biggest gift of all, was given to us when we were quite unworthy of it. Let's recall that the next time we decide to punish someone in the family, amongst our friends, or who has simply just recently cut us off on the road. How unworthy they are of our forgiveness, our patience, and our love, we may think. Unless we are thinking of this hour, on this day, and then no matter who they are, no matter how intense their betrayal, you know, they are worthy of it all. Glory to God for all things, on this day, every day, this hour, and every hour of our lives. 
This epitaphio set up in the middle of the church is our anchor. It brings us back very sharply to ultimate reality. May God grant that something in us will be found responding to something in this. Amen and Amen.